What is going on, guys? Christian from the Lay and Pray MMA podcast, as always, with Trenton and Jeffrey. How you guys doing? Doing great. Happy Father's Day to you guys. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there as well. Uh, if you're listening to us now on YouTube, thank you so much for the support. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, uh, and make sure you check us out on our podcasts and all the different platforms that you can find us on. That's Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Um, so make sure to go check those out. If you're listening to us on a podcast platform, make sure to go check us out on our YouTube channel, which is the same name, Land Prey MMA Podcast. Um, we're just going to go through and recap the most recent uh, fight card, which was UFC Fight Night, Ige versus Korean Zombie. Uh, pretty solid fights overall. We watched them together, or we were watching and just bullshitting with each other through Xbox chat, but uh, I was... I was thoroughly impressed with the card as a whole. Um, and even though I didn't watch all the fights, I watched, I watched, you know, probably like the second half of the prelims and then the, the main card. But I know you guys got to watch most of the fights. Um, what was your guys' overall thoughts on the card as a whole? Um, my thoughts on it were <clears throat> I actually enjoyed the card more than I thought I was going to. About halfway through the well, towards the end of the prelims, I was thinking that I wasn't, like, super impressed with it. But then I, the Korean zombie fight and, I don't know, something about that guy's fighting and everything just gets me excited. You know, like, it, it brings the hype levels up for me. For sure. Um, just mostly because I'm a huge fan. But Yeah. Um, and there was a couple finishes on the fight card and stuff that were pretty impressive as well. So, um. I like it pretty good. Are we doing the overall ratings right now, or is this? Well, we're not. No, we're, we'll go through and we'll break down each fight. I just okay. wanted to just get a quick synopsis of what your guys' thoughts were as overall. We'll, we'll do the rating, the full H bomb rating here yeah. in a little bit. Okay, Jeffrey, what are your thoughts? Uh, I thought this card was pretty fucking good. It had a little bit of everything. You had some mm -hmm. knockouts. You know, you had some drama. There was a couple decisions. One decision in particular in there that I was. Like, well, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. Yeah. And I think that was the the Rookie Martinez and the Josh Parisian fight where I was yeah. like, what the fuck just happened? What? We all we all, that? Yeah. we all were like that. That's we all were like, wait a minute, how? I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what Rocky Martinez was thinking too. So yeah. And then uh there was a couple fight couple fighters I was really impressed with, to be completely honest. And then mm -hmm. A couple letdowns, you know what I mean? So I had like yeah. had everything. It was a good card. Yeah. It was, it was a well-rounded card for sure. For sure. With, with finishes and decisions and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I guess just to we'll we'll start. Yeah, we we can start with the Josh Parisian fight with you know Jeffrey, what you said. Obviously, we the picks that we made were for the main card specifically, so we didn't we didn't really cover the preliminary but uh chaos williams got a de decision win that was a you know it looked like chaos was really starting to slow down there as the fight because he came out swinging hardcore oh, yeah. right off the bat 
And then after he couldn't put the guy away in the first minute and a half, two minutes, it is like his output started to slow down a lot. Yeah. Um, was, he was also getting tagged as well. You know, he got, yeah. he got caught a couple times as well. So, I mean, that takes a little bit out of your step. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, it was a good fight overall, though. And mm-hmm. Cass ended up getting the decision win. Uh, going up to straw weight, we had uh, Kanaka Murata versus uh, Verna yeah. Jandy Roba. Fuck yeah. And uh, Verna Jandy Roba ended up winning by, it, it, it said KO TKO, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. It should have. It should have been, a, I mean, I guess a technical submission because at the end of the first round, she, uh, Jandy Roba walked, locked in a arm bar, yeah. ended up either dislocating or breaking her arm at the elbow. And she still, you know, Murata went out there and still fought the whole second round. It wasn't until she was going back to her corner and the doctor saw her arm that was ballooned up and was like, yeah, no, this fight's over. I mean, I think to be honest, someone should have probably thrown in the towel for her in that second round. She's tougher than for her own good. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. she couldn't even lift her arm up. The announcers were saying it. They were saying that the head kicks there all day. And then right after that, she got head Austin. kicked. Like yeah. she couldn't even defend it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like either, either the ref should have stopped it seeing the injury in like she couldn't even move her arm you know what i mean the ref should have stopped it and saved her or or someone should have thrown in a towel and, and pulled her out of there before you know i, I mean i give her props because <clears throat> girl's a savage she wanted to keep fighting and she was crying when the ref stopped it and everything but yeah it, it was bad to watch just because sh- i mean it shouldn't even have gone that long probably i agree jeffrey what did you have any thoughts about that one yeah 100 percent, dude Count me on 100%. the Verna Jandaroba fucking train. That she pieced that lady up, dude. Yeah. That was crazy. And she she looks like she hits fucking hard. Like, dude, I was impressed. I'm on board, dude. I am on board. Well, I, another thing I think is, she looked like she improved from her last fight. Yeah, well, I mean, she lost yeah. in her last one. She yeah. lost to Mackenzie Dern. So, but the fight before that, she fought Felice Herrig. And she, I thought I was thinking like this girl is just a ground specialist. If she is standing, she's she won't stand a chance. But she completely dude. Her and turned. her striking looked really good. Yeah. And Murata's and Murata's not a dude. She's a, a fantastic striker, dude. Yeah. You know, so like for her to put her away like that, dude, she was beating the shit out of that lady. Yeah, and her eye was all busted up. Mm-hmm. It was all yeah, dude. I'm, stuff. I'm down on fucking. So, so I will say this. This is the one thing that I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, yesterday, I get on Twitter and I see that Rob <laughs> Schneider tagged, tagged Dana White in the UFC and goes, I don't remember getting put on this fight card. <laughs> yes, dude. I love me some Rob Schneider, dude. Uh, hey, boy, boy. Hey, boy, boy. Tell your so brother that, to get out of the shark tank. And just a little background for that, guys, that the, the – the memes going around on Twitter or whatever is that she looks a lot like Rob Schneider. So uh, for those that are not informed, there you go. And that's because she does look like Rob Schneider. Yes. I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, yeah, that was a really good fight. Really good performance on the preliminaries. Uh, next up was Alexa Kamara versus uh, Nikolai. Uh, 
I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Was it like Speak Spirkov or no? No, no that was Spivak. Oh, Spivak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Nega Moreno. Sure. Yeah. I don't even know how to Nikolai, dude. Yeah, we're just gonna go Nikolai. Um, I honestly like these guys came out strong right off the bat, but I thought that Alexa Kamor did enough to win the fight. And oh, yeah, the, yeah, he ended up losing by decision. Um, and the only difference that I can really see here, which would it was there was one takedown, and but in terms of total strikes, Alexa was had outstruck him by almost 20 total strikes. He hit the significant strikes was 31 more. Um, and the just the biggest difference was a takedown. So I- yeah, yeah, I'm not super mad at that decision. Like, no, it was just a fun it, fight. Yeah, it could have gone either way, to be completely honest. So I'm not, I'm not pissed off at that one like I was the Parisian one where, yeah, it's homie just clearly, got outworked. Yeah, it was clear that that was just an absolute disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I thought both of those fighters looked like that was a good matchup. They're both in the same class. They're right where they should be. Yeah, you know? for sure. That was, was a good match. I agree. <laughs> Yeah. Um, moving up to the main card, uh, and we'll, oh, then we'll shit. go. We'll go to our our fight picks. This is where all three of us were in agreement that Matt Brown was just a step behind. He's getting up there. He you know just turned forty, and you got a guy like Diego Lima, who's. Uh, I mean, he's still and in terms of like his age i mean he's not that old he's got to be what 30 yeah he's 32 the thing about this fight was with diego lima it was like he's 17 and 9 now but like yeah. you could have pictured a scenario in your head where he would have he would have done exactly what we're talking about marlon Vera doing yeah right where like shit just clicks now he's really fucking good and he goes on a run, you know, but yeah. Hey, look, and we were right. Like with everything up until Matt Brown fucking knocked him out. Like, he was getting, yeah. yeah <laughs> well, he was getting beat well, up. So we slept him, slept him. Yeah. When we were throughout the fight, we, I was, well, Trent and I were saying like, dude, if he doesn't start doing something with those legs, leg kicks, yeah. like if he doesn't check something or if he doesn't switch his stance, his, he's going to be in such bad shape. I'm wondering how his legs feel today. Because he got Not kicked great. into oblivion yesterday. Yeah. And Diego Lima was doing everything good up until he got caught. And it was just a straight right down the middle on the schnoz, dude. Just, See, that's some Matt Brown shit, though. You know, know, like, that's why Matt Brown is 25 and 18 and still fighting in the UFC. Just the immortal, because he, dude. Because he puts on – he does put on, a you know, exciting fights. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's – that was the thing, you know, we go back to five, six years ago when he's fighting these top guys like Robbie Lawler and, you know, all these other guys that he was fighting. It's, it was fun to watch because there was just no telling what was going to happen. You didn't know if he was going to throw an elbow out of nowhere or a spinning elbow and, you know, mm-hmm. bust someone open. That was, that was what was fun about Matt Brown fights was they were unpredictable. You just never knew. And I thought those days were over, but apparently not. So I, I will, Congratulations, Matt Brown! Happy Father's yeah. Day. Uh, I hope you I hope you have a good Father's Day. 
And I'm pretty sure he got a knockout of the night too. Yeah, he definitely um, proved he definitely proved us wrong. Um, he looked he looked good. I mean, he looked. Uh, I wouldn't say he looked like the Matt Brown of old. No, but he he still he still got what it takes to compete, and and um, I was impressed. That was a good knockout. The end. He goes, "How's that for forty, bitch?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is that MMA math that Tritton's always talking about, right? Yeah. Where just shit happens. You never know. You can't yeah. you can't add it up and figure it out. You know. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. Moving up to the next fight, we had Wellington Terman versus Bruno Silva. You guys both chose Terman, the younger fighter. Yeah. I was thinking Silva. Um, he's been in you know big fights in another organization. He was a champion in another organization. These two actually had. Uh, had a grappling match years a couple years back when obviously Terman was much younger, but uh, and Silva ended up winning. It was two to zero. It doesn't really have anything to do with you know MMA, but they do know they have experience with each other in terms of rolling, and it was relatively close. So I was after I saw that stat, I was like, oh crap, maybe this fight's going to be a lot closer than I thought. Um, they both were they came out Terman was in a lot of positions where he could have yeah. finished but Silva is no slouch on the ground either and um Silva one of the things that we haven't seen in quite some time and like just really good strong ground and pound and we saw that a couple times tonight actually or last yeah. night yeah. in terms of the fight card was there was just so many good positions that fighters were in in terms of ground and pound where normally they would just try to pass guard or pass and then work a submission or just work into a better position to try to get a mount or whatever. But they're, they're actually throwing up, you know, throwing shots in the, in the guard. And it was actually nice to see because it's been a while. Um, but Bruno Silva ended up getting ground and pound knockout. So uh, you, and yeah, you guys both had chose Terman to win that one. Yeah, I thought the ground game would be um, the difference. Obviously not. But Terman was fucking 12 for 12 in total strikes. Um, yeah. And uh, 0 for 10 in takedowns. Yeah. Damn. So that's not going to do you any fucking solid favors right there. In terms of percentage, though, man, that's going to look good on his stats. Yeah. That'll really put <laughs> I mean, me in 100% on, on your strikes. I mean, Sil- Silva landed 75%. So Yeah. Yeah, but significant <laughs> strikes. Terman was one for one, so that's a hundred percent. If this was his first UFC fight, he'd be fine. would be. He's got a hundred percent strike rating. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I I didn't really know much about Silva going into that because it was his debut, and I was also confused because I could have swore there was another guy with the I same think name. Me too. Yeah, there, and there I, is another guy named Bruno. Yeah, Silva and, and I didn't know if that was I didn't know what the scenario was there. I didn't know if I was just confused, if I was uh if it was maybe he got released and he was coming back and they called it as they I don't know what the hell I was thinking, and I didn't really know much about that guy. And I mean he's got my attention now. That ground and pound was nasty and it was precise. I mean, he landed all those shots that he hit to finish him. And I mean, they were right on the button. Uh-huh. Those left hands were nasty. So um, I give him props for that. I was impressed. Yeah, it was, 
like I, like I was telling you guys yesterday when we were watching this, it was just nice to see ground and pound again because that was so common in the past, you know, and, you know, before everybody just wanted to stand and knock people out, ground and pound was so, you know, you look at guys like Mark Coleman, Randy Couture, obviously those are big guys. He does. Yeah, but there's so many guys that that was like what they did. Ground and pound was their thing. And it's just not common anymore. I just think so, everybody's guard game and jujitsu and, and so everything good. is so good. The only days, person that can hard, do it you know? really is Khabib. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's and his I, thing. And that's just because his ground game is leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else that yeah. they can't they can't everybody. compete with them, you know. So yeah. As soon as he locks those legs pad. in and your legs are stuck together like this. You're in trouble. And he traps you, your legs, you're screwed, dude. Please There's, give up. His you, know top, you, know, you know I deserve this. <laughs> Please give up this, now. You know I must is, do this. This is number one bullshit. <laughs> I, um, I, I miss him already. I do I too, man. So do I. Shit, he doesn't miss – he's not missing a meal, though. I can tell you that. I don't know if you've seen him, but – He's big. He's a big he's talking boy. About, he's talking, he's about, talking about playing uh, professional soccer. soccer. Yeah. 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 Hey. Yeah. All right. Uh the next fight, and God, Jeffrey, I'm so glad that we went with our guts on this decision, dude. <laughs> like, Jeffrey and I both were like, I don't know, there's just something about uh, this guy. We were under the impression that he was on a losing streak. He he wasn't. He had actually won his past couple. So I'll I'll apologize on my part for not doing enough research, but same. I think uh, I think that was what I was looking at too. So. It was- my bad. Well. So I, I mean, but it worked out because in terms of my pick, I was like, now he's going to bounce back. He's going to get this one. Uh, and Trenton chose uh, Julian Rosa because he Juicy had competed. Yeah, you know, JCJ. He had seen him compete on Contender Series or. Ultimate I think Fighter. I watched him on the Ultimate Fighter. I actually yeah. didn't really know. I know Jeffrey mentioned that he was on, uh, that he came back through the Contender Series, and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see any of that. Was, I just saw him through the Ultimate Fighter, I think, and thought maybe you know he's young enough to to be just like we were talking about before maybe he's found his he's found his rhythm and everything yeah. and he was going to perform really well but i was wrong yeah um but dude uh choi sung woo came out and right off the bat just established that he was going to win the fight yeah. he hit him with so many just perfectly timed like the setup his feints were really nice and it just looked like julian as soon as he got hit with that first shot he didn't know like there was no telling what was going on in his mind he was mm-hmm. just you know those like, shots okay. were fucking precise dude. yeah they're and, crisp. and hard yeah yeah they that were dude, fucking legit. that dude's a firecracker yeah and jeffrey was saying that uh you know there's he was another reason why you picked him just based i listened back to the podcast last night after the fights um it was that there you were feeling like it was time for another korean besides korean zombie to really like implement themselves and yeah. make a statement and that was a hell of a pick he it was the i mean he dropped him with that left hand it was like a left hand hook and it was perfectly timed there's oh, yeah. There was just so many moments in the fight that I was just like, holy shit, dude. I, I don't think Rosa knows what's going on here because as soon as he got hit with that first shot, it was just... His combos and his fucking... His his counters were just the shit. I was like... When he landed that that left hook, I was like, 
I was like, it don't get much better than that. That's no. that's it right there. And he would, dude, that that dude was fucking, he was big. popping. He yeah. was big too. Yeah, he was big. He was big for a featherweight. Yeah. But yeah, got him out in a minute and a half. Um, hell of a fight. I, he, I was. He impressed me a lot. I think. Um, I hope. I hope Jeffrey's right with with another Korean coming up because he kind of got hype for me on it. You know what I mean? Like he he yeah. uh, he he got a fan out of me. That was an impressive fight. He he looked damn good. He looked dangerous. I hope he can like, keep it up with higher caliber opponents and and look that good because if he does we got they got problems yeah he'll yeah. be ranked 10 11 something like that i don't think he'll no they both were unranked right yeah i think he'll so, be like 10, i think he'll be i think he, he i think he'll be like i think he'll be like probably 14 or 15 after this something like that that's yeah he'll, he'll yeah. be in the he'll be in the rankings yeah for sure top 15 or something um the next fight was marlon Vera versus davy grant this got the fight of the night, rightfully so. Yeah. Um, what I said in last podcast was that I felt like this was going to be an all-out war, and it absolutely was. Um, Baby Grant came out super strong in that first round, and, dude, everything that he was doing, was it looked flawless. It looked like it was effortless. He His kicks, his spinning kicks – his punches, the way that he was controlling the octagon, he just made Marlon uncomfortable. He it was like he couldn't get he couldn't uh, establish himself in that first round. Like he he landed a couple good shots, but he wasn't really able to be the one that was dictating the pace. David Grant did that. Yeah, and then you know, over the next two rounds, it was a completely different story. First round, I think we were all in agreement with, was yeah. Davy Grant. Yeah. He absolutely won that round. And, and then surprised me with the power that he has too. I didn't expect him to have that much power. He looked uh those those shots that he did do, like when he was spinning and everything, and his punches mm-hmm. and everything, they were more powerful than I expected as well from him. I didn't think he was a very powerful striker, and he looked good. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, is I knew he had power because you look at his last two, three fights, he's yeah. won with knockouts mm-hmm. so i knew he was a, a power puncher and but the kicks mixed with the punching his yeah. kickboxing is really good yeah and yeah. um yeah just marlon vera wanted i think in those next two rounds marlon vera was like you know what i'm not losing to this guy again and he was the one who put the pressure on davy uh had some really good groundwork which is what i was saying like if it goes to the ground i think marlon's just going to have the advantage there and sure enough he did and in those positions i mean marlon had multiple opportunities to put him away i think at one point he locked in a rear naked choke and i was like yeah. oh he's going out and he couldn't so props to davy grant on just a, a stellar performance he showed that he can hang with got these guys still even if they're much younger it's and i think the biggest thing is he's just been injured so much that he hasn't really gotten the opportunity to put together you know three three fights in a year or four fights in a year like some of these other guys are i was impressed by both to be honest yeah. I, I think uh both their stock went up absolutely um, uh i think that yeah davy grant can stay 
a little bit more consistent and get some more fights and within, you know, a consistent time period and stay active, that he's going to be a problem for the division as well. I think he looked good. You know, I just think that maybe the the pace that he laid on in the first round, he couldn't keep up with for three, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that Marlon Vera is that much better. You know, he improved since the last time they fought and all this stuff. So, yeah, they looked – both of them looked damn good. And uh, congratulations to Marlon for getting that redemption. Yeah. Jeffrey? Yeah, no, um, I thought they both looked, get, like, really good. Uh, I think the reason that I was choosing Marlon wasn't even fight-wise. You know, I just felt like he knows if he loses this, this is a big setback. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he had to have – and you could see that after he got pounded that first round that he did have that fucking drive, you know, yeah. just to suck it up and get in those uncomfortable positions and stuff like that. Um, I like Marlon Vera a lot, dude. And I like David Grant too. David Grant looked good, but Marlon Vera, I, he, I'm not even, he's not even like, he's not even just an amazing fighter. You know, I just like his style. Yeah, for sure. I I respect him because he's one of those guys that like, I don't know if it's just a veteran thing or or what it is, but they know that if they're being outclassed, that they got to switch something up and take risks to to try to get back in the fight. And that's exactly what he did. He didn't, yeah. he didn't stick to the same game plan. He didn't, he changed it up immediately after that first round and it started to pay off for him. You and that's what, what we like, saying yeah. about Marlon too. Right. Is mm-hmm. like, I feel like it's just kind of clicked. Like, yeah. all yeah. right, you know, that I have to do something different now. I got to take a chance in this area. And I, I feel like, and I feel like he did that. I mean, that I mean, that's what makes these fighters stand out and, and make them better than what they are is when they realize, Hey, I'm down. I need to change it up and do something. And he did that with in spades. So, yeah, yeah he, and his performance on the ground in terms of when he was in top position was another one of those. It was nice to see guys doing ground and pound because he landed some really good elbows from mm-hmm. top position. He worked like he passed. He did, he did a lot when he had those, like those moments of advantage where he was on top, he did a lot with it. It wasn't like guys where they get on top and they don't do shit. They just, yeah. you know, I mean, they lay and pray. Shout out. Shout out to the Shout pod. Out. Shout out to the pod. And those standing uh, elbows were gnarly too. Yeah, right up the middle, just yeah. right on the inside. And that's what split them open. In the, I think that's what started to change the tide of the fight. In the second From round. that as moment as, on, it was a different fight. And that's absolutely. also why he couldn't finish him, dude, because homie was bloody and yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vaseline, blood, and sweat everywhere. It's hard to choke mm-hmm. somebody like that, but yeah. All right, uh, yeah. So one fight of the night that was awesome performance. They did great. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really happy. Uh, the co-main was Alexi Olenek for Sergey Spivak. We all chose Alexi Olenek just because you know we're our old man bias of <laughs> these <laughs> these uh, older guys. I w- I was really hoping that Alexi Olenek was going to get the win. In all honesty, you look at the stats and you look at, like, I watched, I mean, we all watched the fight. I thought Alexi Olenek, he was the one who put the pressure on. He's the one who was going forward. He was the one who got the only takedown. And the biggest difference in in strikes was uh, 14. There was, there was, I, I just, I don't know. I think, I think, that, I think the think, last round made it look 
really bad for Alexi. Didn't that wasn't it a unanimous decision though? I think it was. Yeah. How did they? How do you? That's, got judge, that's judging in MMA, man. Like uh, those rounds where he goes to the back, like you yeah. can already. They don't like that shit in scoring, dude. Like if you're, that's why. Like Damian Maya and all these people, like they had to learn how to strike, or they weren't gonna unless they finished them, they weren't gonna do shit, nah. you know. So like, even though you might be the, the one aggressing by pulling guard and trying to and you know set up a fucking submission, like those judges in their eyes, you're losing. Yeah, yeah, they're not qualified, dude, to be yeah. judges half the time. So it's like they're boxing yeah, judges th- that are get get pulled in by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. So unless they see yeah. fucking strikes, yeah. But I mean, Sergey didn't do shit neither. You know what I mean? No, like, no. I'm well, not I mean, mad at the split, decision. He split, he split. He split Alexi open. Yeah, and he did maintain good top control, but at the same time, he didn't get a takedown. When he was on top, it was because Alexi pulled him on top. Like he pulled guard, and he's one of the only guys that I'm like, ah, I don't care. Go ahead and pull guard on this guy because you're probably gonna regret it. But Sergey did. There was enough. a couple moments there where you seen some shit starting to sneak yeah. in. You're like, "Oh, here it comes, dude!" Yeah. Well, at the end of the <laughs> yeah, at the end of the second round, Alexi locked in that that submission, and I was thinking like, "Oh, okay." And he didn't want to let go at the end of the second round uh, because it was probably like, "Dude, this is the only shot I've got." Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, you know the takedowns in that fight. It's not like they were beautiful double leg takedowns for the judges <laughs> to see. I mean, he did the saggy diaper takedown. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he was just just draped. really over over full diaper hanging from his back, pulling him down. And it's not beautiful. So how do you give points to something like that when it was just a a sloppy, you know, unorthodox hey, takedown? Take down, a takedown's a takedown. It did look, it, it, it did is, look but... like a toddler taking down. And, and, wrestling, <laughs> and wrestling, two points is two points. It's true. I'm just saying that, like, when when judges don't know what they're looking at, and they're just like, "Oh, well, that was just whatever," you know, that's that not shit. They're not giving them a shit. bunch. Of, yeah, that was just a shitty a bunch diaper of credit for that. Down. So I'm not like I said, I'm not mad at the decision on that or, or anything. I think, in my opinion, I thought uh, only Nick was doing more of the the pressure and yeah. more of the attempts to finish the fight and stuff like that, even if yeah. it was from his back or whatever, he was going for the submissions. He was the one closer to ending the fight, in my opinion. But when you're, when you, it's not that they don't know what they're watching, but when you're judging it off of specific things that, you know, maybe that's yeah. not what they're looking for. And, and uh, that's okay. You know, I, it is what it is. He, he should have done more to win that fight on, absolutely. you know, and keep yeah. it out of the hands anyway. So there's just that gas, dude. They yeah. got gas. They're big boys. 100%. 100%. Absolutely, 100%. All right, and then uh, the main event, you guys both went with Korean Zombie. Good picks. I've got my Zombie Deadpool here to commemorate Korean Zombie's performance. Uh, really good fight for Korean Zombie. Mm-hmm. And for Ige, I had through two, I had it 1-1. After that, it was he completely pulled away. Korean Zombie pulled away. Uh, Trent, at one point, you said you might have even had it five nothing. Um, there, but I, well, I had four one after. I thought the second round Dan Ige won, but after that, Korean Zombie just pulled away. There was, all right. So at the beginning or towards, all right. So like three rounds in, I was thinking this might be three zero, mm-hmm. and then I think it was round four. 
where Dan Ige started to look like he was doing really good. And then another takedown happened and it finishes with Korean zombie yeah. with him, you know? And I'm like, well, shit, how are the judges going to look at that? I was like, it could be four, one or three, one. It could be, I don't four it, zero. Yeah. yeah. It could be four, 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 zero. So it's, it's really hard to judge. But at that point I could tell that Korean zombie was winning. Cause I think round one was, could have gone either way. That was like the toss up round. Round two was Korean Zombie. I thought. I thought Dan Ige won second round. And then I yeah, had see, and then, I had I had round one for Korean Zombie. I had round two for Dan Ige. And or then maybe I had, I had that mixed up. But yeah, there was one round that was like really close, and then it looked like Korean Zombie had had pulled away, and then another round where Dan Ige looked like he was winning, and then Korean Zombie looked good at, yeah. at the end, and then it was confusing. So I thought, you know. Hopefully, I was like, Danny Gay needs a finish here in the fifth. And, and did he tried to, to take credit, him down. Did he try to take he, him down, though? Yeah, yeah he tried he, to take. Yeah. I After kept saying, I was like, why the fuck are you trying to shots? take him down? You need to fight. You need to yeah. finish this guy. Take him down. You're not going to submit him. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. For me, I don't know. I He just looked good. And he looked good on the ground. He he threw some submission attempts in there, you know, they didn't land, but I mean, you know, no, but he was not, super freaking but, close, but they were there, you know, and they were attempts um, three out of five takedowns. I mean, can't ask for much better than that, you know, and then he landed 60% of his strikes and his striking was precise yeah. again, you know, like, just like with the last Korean fire, their stance is different, man. It's just different. That's bouncy. You know, they're on their toes. Like, it's just different to fight, and if, like I said the other, if you haven't fought one of them, it's it's not normal, you know, and no. it's hard to replicate in a training camp how, their movement and shit like that. And he just looked good, man. Like I'm glad to see him back. And Dan Ige is a tough motherfucker, man. Yeah. So for him to come out and dominate him like that, that I was impressed. Yeah, he. Well, when you look at the total strikes, like if you were to watch the fight. I really didn't think it was that close in terms of total strikes. Like it was, there was only a 17 strike difference in terms of total strikes. I thought it was pretty, pretty close. I thought Dan Ige was actually landing. Like he was, was landing harder shots. shots. Yeah. There was a couple shots that the, the Korean zombie landed where I was like, Oh shit. That's why you got to be careful yeah. because he fucking hits hard and people forget that he hits that fucking hard. You know what I mean? And yeah. then Dan Ige would come back. And fucking, he's he rocked the zombie a few times. You that know short I mean? so little like, left uppercut, ooh, just that short, beautiful. Just boom. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Because that, I mean, but that's I think that's a big problem though is, you know, for him if you're not putting the guy away because Korean zombie, it's hard to finish that guy. Yeah. And you got to shut his lights out. Yeah. To like fucking he has, do it. He has know? to go out, go out. Yeah. So and. uh Korean Zombie, he just threatened more. He was in more positions that threatened more finishes. Like, you know, he almost had him in a rear, a rear naked choke a couple times. Well, almost I, half I, that I, fight ended up with, like, a body triangle, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. At, at the end of that fight, like, if you count up the minutes that he was in a body triangle, it adds up to almost probably, probably five fucking Yeah, minutes, it's, uh, almost a whole round. Yeah. Of, yeah. And he looked good, dude. That uh, You can tell that that camp was good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was that was a good camp for him. He just, he, you know, um, his ground game was so much fucking better, dude. That with the quickness that he put those body triangles on, like those aren't easy to get, dude. 
but he's so lanky, you know, and mm-hmm. fucking he can just loop him up. But, Where's the Korean zombie doing his fucking jujitsu? Because like he just got his I, black I belt yesterday too. He just yeah, he really? got his black belt last night. Mm-hmm. I was thinking in my head, I was like, oh, what like what kind of jujitsu schools were in fucking Korea or like you know where was he doing? Well, he's fight. He's he's he did this is really fucking good. He did this fight camp in Arizona. Yeah. yeah. But, but his jujitsu has been good for days. He was the one that did the fucking twister, you know, the first one yeah. for the twister and shit, you know, like well, his ground has, game looks amazing. Has, I just want to know where the fuck he started that shit at and how it became so good. Even if it's not jujitsu, he does. He's a black belt in like three or four different other martial arts. Okay. And I think, and some of those, like, I think he's a Taekwondo. So obviously there's, that's more standing. Judo I, too. Yeah, yeah. And there's, but there's other stuff that I'm sure in Korea that they do that's not brazilian jiu-jitsu but it's i mean he's been you can tell he's been working with somebody here in the states because you're not a brown belt unless you're putting in some fucking work Mm -hmm. so and then he just got his black belt dude he he looked fucking good i just think his jiu-jitsu got better yeah well the problem is is you look at his last fight there's no way you're gonna out jiu-jitsu brian ortega like sorry t-city's just that good yeah like i mean t-city's been a, a freaking black belt for probably like since he was 15 or 16 that's how good he is and how good he has been we've um, seen this we've seen this too <laughs> we've seen this come about with like in wrestling and stuff like that mm. where you have a higher decorated a highly decorated wrestler and he gets out wrestled by whoever you know a junior champion or something you're like oh what the fuck this happened like that's well, so i can see that happening in jiu-jitsu too yeah yeah but ortega is a bad man yeah um I think I think for, I mean I guess where where do you guys see because Danny Gay was I think eighth, Cheng Sung Jung, Grand Zombie was fourth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean there's only after the fight, Grand Zombie called out Max Holloway. Love and it. And he said I I like the call out, but I but Max is gonna be well he had to pull out of the fight with Yair. Mm-hmm. for still undisclosed reasonings like we had discussed last time last podcast but um i think max sits out and gets his title shot i don't think he does i do i don't think max is that type of fighter i think he will take the fight yeah well i think i think, I think he's gonna fight your yair regardless but i think what he should do is i think he should he there's no reason why he should like look at who he's fought since he lost to uh, Volkanovski, he yeah. did he only fight Kelvin Cater since? I think I, they, thought, yeah. I thought he fought somebody else. Uh, well, he moved up, and well, that was before. No, nah, that still was champ, against or? Dustin. No, yeah, that was that, he was the featherweight champ. Ago? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. I think it was just Calvin Cater, right? It might have been just Calvin Cater. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but you look at the performance that he put on, and you look at how close his fight was with um, with Volkanovski the last time. All the, I mean, I guess both times. But I, I still am under the impression that Max won that second fight, and I'm, I mean, you look at what he did to Calvin Cater. It's it was an absolute annihilation. Mm-hmm. I think so, he said he wants to stay active and shit though too you know he wants to be one of the most active fighters and if he can't get that fight i mean fighting the number four 
That's fun. Dude, I think I'll be fireworks too. So and depending on how long Max Holloway is out, maybe you do the rematch with Jair and fucking Korean zombie too. You yeah, know? that'd I be mean, fun. That'd be a yeah. fun Korean one. zombie was winning that fight until he got KO'd, you know? Yeah. Well, hey, and that's hey, can you guys give me a second? I gotta go to the restroom. Yeah, yeah. Keep on that, doing your thing. That that was the thing for me that I uh in ter- in terms of max and where he goes that's the problem with being the number one contender is the only place to go in terms of going up is to fight the champion that's the only thing to do because i know i know it means a lot to him too to be the champion but like i feel at this point he already knows he's probably the goat you know and he just wants to fucking throw more fights featherweight division yeah for sure you, you know like i don't know man i just think i just think if he's offered that fight he takes it Mm-hmm. that's that's assuming he's not they're not in on yair you know yeah well i really i like yair because he's exciting he's just a different he's like he, he, yeah he's so hard to do a training camp for i guarantee you it's yeah unlike any other guy it'd be like trying to fight wonder boy you know yeah and oh gosh i just I, I don't want Max to take a, like fighting your ear is a big risk. And then fighting Korean zombie would be another big risk. And you're, if you lose that, that's just three times, four times harder to get back to a title shot. And it's not like Max isn't young enough. Cause he's only 28 yeah. or 29, but it's still one of those things that you're taking all the risk and fighting back. I think some fighters like that shit though, you know? Yeah. And that, cause look, and Max is a different type of guy too. You know, he streams on Twitch. He's a video gamer. So he likes an audience. He likes to be a fan favorite and shit like that. And you know, if you keep fighting and putting up fucking bangers, that endears yourself to the fucking fans, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think that's important to him as well at this point. Um, I don't know. We'll see, man. Like I, I wouldn't be pissed off either way, dude. If he's like, you know what, fuck it, I just want to be active. I just want to fight. I'm I'm down with that. And or if he says I want to sit back and I want to fight for the belt again, I'm cool with that too. Yeah. I mean, there there's no telling what what's going to happen just with Max. So um, depends what his injuries are, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna look at the featherweight rankings to see who uh, Danny Ige should fight next. Um, because got, uh, so the rankings he's already fought Calvin Cater he beat him Josh okay. Emmett Josh Emmett's number six right yeah that'd be a fun one he hits pretty damn hard <laughs> yeah but so does Dan Ige he just has yeah. to Oh, he's not even in the top 15 anymore, huh? Um, um, like Hana? No, I was thinking of um, Little Heathen Stevens. Huh. Yeah, right. <laughs> Didn't he already fight? Didn't he beat Little Heathens? Or no? Uh, yeah, he's already here. I'm pretty sure Danny Gary beat Jeremy Stevens. How is it that Yair Rodriguez is only number nine? What? How is it that I have, Zabit, I have him? I have him. You know what? I have him number three. Nobody I, will fight Zabit, dude. Uh, 
I say that you have uh, Danny Ige versus the beat next. The beat could get up into the top 10 or, or he fights uh, Giga or Giga uh, Chikadze. The problem is nobody wants to fight Zabit, dude. That that dude's yeah, you just wanna, talking about wanna, retiring because nobody will fucking fight I, him. I don't want to fight Zabit either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 210, 215 pounds, and I don't want to fight Zabit. Well, he's also your height. I know. <laughs> fucking guy. All of his weights and his hair. He's so big for that weight class. It's insane. Like, I don't even know how the fuck he could be that tall. How's I don't understand how Dan Ige is underneath Calvin Cater. I'm looking, at the U- I'm looking at the UFC rankings right now, and it goes Holloway, Ortega, Rodriguez, uh, Sung Jung, Cater, Emmett, Arnold, Ige, Barbosa. Yeah. Edson uh, Barbosa, Ige, 9 and 10, yeah. or 9 and 8. That, oh, yeah. and, and Barbosa. He's already fought Edson. Yeah. He just fought him recently, and he beat him. Yep. Oh, I don't know. But you lost, so you got to fucking. Yeah, but. I, they're not gonna do that. They're not gonna do that one. That's I don't think they will either. Um, Arnold Allen. He's just he's top ten. That like I I know Zabit's outside of that top ten, but Zabit's more of a danger, dangerous opponent. What about fucking like Mozar, like Evlov? He's oh, what? 15, the guy. He's he's fifteen he and zero now. Yeah, he's fifteen and zero. Never know. There's there's no talent, dude. The main one that obviously I was interested in was just Train Zombie calling out Max. That's that's a that's an interesting one. I think I'm it's a good fight it. to make. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a good fight to make just because Korean Zombies also already fought the other guys that are ahead of him, and he hasn't fought Max, so you might as well let that one go. Yeah. You know, in my that's- opinion, and you could always do. I mean, Brian Ortega's already fighting for the belt. So let's say Yair Rodriguez is number three. I mean, he could. Yeah, Yair's number three. Yeah, Yair's number three. Oh, I was looking at an older rating or rankings list then. Yeah, it goes Max, Brian, Yair, Korean Zombie, Calvin, Josh Emmett, Arnold Allen, Dan Ige, Edson Barboza, and Giga is your top 10. Chikadze. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's, I don't know. Bryce Mitchell's on his way up too. You know, he's number 12. Dude, I'd love to see Bryce Mitchell get a top five opponent just to see how he would do. Watch him throw a twister up on Crane Zombie. Well, him versus Dan Ige would be decent because he was number eight and we got number twelve. You know, so yeah. like he just got a loss, and you could you could bring his rank Bryce Mitchell's ranking up. If Bryce Mitchell's still undefeated, isn't he? So uh, I think he is. There's fourteen and one. It says. Oh, 14 and one. Okay. Yeah, but he might be undefeated in the UFC. I don't know. Yeah. Every win by Twister, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his last loss was I don't. It doesn't even go back that far to show me on on the stats here. Huh. Every fight he's one that I can see right now. Tyler oh, it was Diamond. a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, he fought Tyler Diamond, huh? Yeah, he fought Tyler Diamond in the. Uh, I think it was the Ultimate Fighter. Ultimate finale. Fighter. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. For. Overall rating of the fight card on in terms of H bombs, what do you what do you guys what do you guys have? Um, so the last one on the pay per view, I gave it a three, right? You have a yeah three. I like, and then Jeffrey one. gave it like a three point four. 
Yeah, I actually was more entertained with this card Same. and the and the finishes and 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 everything that was involved with it. Um, I'm gonna have to go with like a go with like a high three, like a three point eight. 3.8 H-bombs, I think. It's not okay. quite a four. It's Something's missing without, like, a, a big crowd to bring the excitement to, you know? It's, uh, I agree. So, it's – I think it was, like, a 3.8. If there was a crowd and we were hearing everything going crazy and the crowd going wild for Korean Zombie and all that stuff, I think it might have been a four. But for me, it's a 3.8 H-bombs, baby. Yeah, dude, same exact thing. That's exactly what I was going to say, like, in order to pass the fours for me, it's got to be exciting as fuck. Electric, you know? yeah. Yeah, you got to have, like, multiple fucking, multiple championship fucking, you know, at the helm yeah. and shit like that. I think, but this was a good fight, man. For, for a fucking fight night, I'm down. Yeah. Uh, I'll go 3.9 because you're just not going to get a four. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'm I'm up there with you guys. I'm not going to go full four, but it's higher than the, than the pay-per-view card. And I can tell you, this main event was way more exciting than the Vittori and Adesanya main event. It was just more of an exciting fight, period. Yeah, and for me, the biggest thing is, again, I think the crowd is a big factor because I think a lot of those guys really feed off the energy from the crowd. You know, that's where we kind of were missing out uh, all last year with – COVID and stuff. I'm about to sneeze. Hold up. God bless you. God bless. Dominic But this is the way it's going to be with the fight night cards for the rest of the year. Dana White said that it just makes sense in terms of the money and the revenue that they lost by not being able to do live gates last year. Uh, It's more cost efficient for them to do the fight nights in the apex. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Apex was the primary place that they do fight nights from here on out because it's less of a a headache to have to, you know, pick up and move. My dog's like staring at a fucking bug, but it looks like she's staring at a demon in the corner or something. (laughs) I think uh, it's also more cost effective for them to hold it on their own. You know, they're at the at the thing. They're saving more saving money at the Apex, you know. Yeah. Well, you don't have to get up and move all this Mm -hmm. shit. And then set all the shit up. Everything's already set up. The the production is everything's already there for you. So, you know, maybe they can add an addition on and put more seating and stuff in there in the future. But for now, it's it's serving its purpose well. And obviously it sucks for the people watching at home because you're not. That's the reason why I've loved these pay-per-views the last couple is because it's been so nice to hear the crowd's people electric, losing right? their fucking minds when yeah. something exciting happens. Like when Usman starts his monster doll and the crowd goes ape shit. I just like the chance, dude. I miss yeah. the chance, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody hates that, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit too. You know, can, can we please, if if we're not gonna have big crowds and stuff like that, can we please get Korean zombie on a damn pay-per-view instead of a fight night? You know, yeah. like he he brings in enough fans, I think. If he he's Max, exciting enough. Yeah, he's yeah. he's exciting enough. I think he deserves a pay per view. I mean, maybe not a pay, maybe not headline a pay per view, oh, but yeah. he deserves to be on the co main or something like that. Man, sure. man's a beast. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're all in agreement. Not not quite a four, but it's right on the verge of four mm-hmm. H bombs. Um. Next up, just came out yesterday. 
Uh, it's in the talks for August 14th, Derek Brunson versus Darren Till. I'm super stoked that. for that fight. Derek Brunson's on been on Derek Brunson's been ever since he dyed his hair blonde, dude. He's just been on a tear. So he's got that Melvin Gillard strategy yeah, going. Yeah. Uh, just and I mean, you look at who he's fought more recently. He fought uh, Edmund Shabazian and beat him. He fought mm-hmm. Kevin Holland and beat him. Um, so those are, I think those are his two most recent performances, and he's looked really good. His wrestling, like he's gotten back to his wrestling roots, and it's yeah. helped a lot. Which um, is a problem for Darren Till if he can't keep him off of him. I think Darren Till is a lot better at 185 with in terms of the wrestling, and whereas – 170 you would think he has a because he's larger mm-hmm. but i think just depleting himself so much he's just so weak at he was so weak at 170 and you didn't i mean you got to see some power from him there but you get to see it a lot more here in 185 he, he, he should be at 185 that dude's big yeah he shit, he can almost be a 205er yeah that's how big he is he just mm-hmm. towers above everybody but uh, that's I think it's a good fight. I'm all all on board for it. Um, like I said, I think Darren Till needs to keep him off of him and in his back off the cage to win this fight. Or or uh, Brunson will just Man put the pressure him. on yeah. and and stay close and win. He you know he could draw out a decision. Also, depending on if this is going to be a main event or not. You know, so I mean that takes in. My guess is it too, would probably cause... be a fight night. I don't think it'd be a pay-per-view, even though it would be nice to see Darren Till on a pay-per-view again because the crowd would go absolutely nuts. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, still though, like it depends still if it's, I mean, it could be the main event of a, of a fight night. That's a good main event for a fight night, but mm-hmm. if it's not, and it's a co-main event for a pay-per-view or, you know, or the third fight on a pay-per-view mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that, then, then we're talking a whole nother thing because Derek Brunson could keep him against that cage for three rounds and just that's it you know yeah. draw out a decision and i hope it's a five rounder and and then maybe he can't keep that pace for five rounds and darren till can can step up because i'm a i'm a till fan sorry to be biased already but <laughs> yeah so am i i am too yeah yeah uh what are your think, thoughts jeffrey not much i think this is one of those one of those fights that till's gonna have to end it you know, like Brunson's a bad motherfucker, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it's five rounds, good luck dealing with that for five for five rounds. Um, if it's three, that might be even worse. Yeah. You know, for you. So like, I think you're gonna have to end it. You know, if you're and you're fucking there until you can end it at any moment. You know, but I think I think it, in order to win this fight, I'll have to end it. Okay. Uh... Let me see here. I I think I think Darren Till. Uh, I think he will end up performing better against Derek Brunson because he knows the only way he's like. I think he's going to be the champion. I think Darren. I think I honestly think Darren Till will be the champion, like within the next two or three years. So young still. Yeah, I, I know, think he got, will be the champion. I don't think he's. I don't think he said his prime yet. No, I don't think so either. Um, yeah, so just be on the lookout for that. See how Darren, how he performs coming off of uh, collarbone surgery because he broke his collarbone because he was supposed to fight Marvin Vittori. 
And it would have been awesome if Darren Till would have won that fight and then he ends up possibly fighting Israel, you know? How does Darren Till break his collarbone when homeboy that swallowed a clothes hanger didn't the other day? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Hey, man, they (laughs) do say if you once you break your collarbone, though, it's usually stronger than it was before. This is like calcium deposits and shit, right? Or something like it just grows back stronger. Yeah, I don't really know, but they say that it's usually stronger. So, dude, I can't imagine that. That seems like it'd be so painful because I could push on my collarbone and it hurts. Yeah, you know, like I can't imagine snapping that thing. All right. Uh, next was, and this is just a quick touch on. I don't know. I haven't looked at the fight statistics. I was trying to find them, but they don't have anything posted for the uh, Rory McDonald versus Clayson Tebow fight. It was super controversial. Uh, most people had Rory winning by unanimous decision 30-27 I don't know what happened uh, but Gleason Tebow got the nod uh, 29-28 on two judges scorecards and uh, that was a fucking robbery dude yeah I mean Rory McDonald was not happy as soon as they said that's crazy Gleason Tebow's as soon as uh, referee so and so uh, scored 29-28 Gleason or T-Bow and Rory was like what the fuck like he looked around and he was like what and then as soon as they announced Gleason T-Bow Gleason T-Bow is like you won the goddamn world title because that's probably the closest thing to world title level he'll ever smell but I wouldn't I, be I, happy flaunting that win because you got no you, you got, got lucky win. yeah I I didn't watch the fight I didn't watch the fight highlights or anything I just saw that he had lost and I was like, what the fuck? He's yeah. like, are you serious? So yeah. Uh I don't I don't have anything to say on in terms of that other than it sucks that judging is that bad right now in terms of everything. I know. And it's just it sucks. I mean, nowadays if you don't get a finish, then you know. But it's like Dana always says, don't leave in the judges. Dana White always says that, don't leave it up yeah. to the judges. So, well, it's it, it, there's kind of a silver lining here for me. It's nice to know that it's not just the UFC that's this judging sucks. Now, Bellator's <laughs> you know I mean? bad too, dude. Yeah, Bellator's so, bad too. I mean, that sucks. Um, it sucks that that was a setback for for Rory in that manner. You know, I'm gonna I mean? use the restroom, boys. I'll be right back. All right, and um, I just I'll I mean I don't want to make accusations here. But I want hey, to know. Hey, Trenton, real quick, dude. Uh, another yeah. thing, the next topic, just because I don't know if you guys have a lot to say on this or not. Okay. Uh, the next topic is uh, Rashad coming out of retirement to box. Okay, so, I won't take long. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, as I was saying, like, I, I don't want to make accusations here, but Glayson Tebow was, in my eyes, always a little sus on the. Uh, performance enhancers even in the ufc the dude was a huge 155er and i don't know how he ever made that weight he is stacked and he looked meaty as fuck at 170 dude the dude is huge i want to know the name of his doctor and i want to know if he takes insurance (laughs) because i want to get a hold of that man He's always been fucking little beefy, dude. Yeah, that dude is jacked out of his mind. He's so big. Yeah. As far as like uh, 
this dude coming out of retirement to fight. Mm-hmm. Like we already talked about it off air or whatever, but like, dude, you're not fighting Jake Paul. You're not fighting Logan Paul. Like, you're not that pool, you know? You're not in that type. You're not in that realm, dude. And I, I'm over this shit. I'm over every one of these MMA dudes trying to fucking fight these these fucking TikTok TikTokers, dude. I hate it. I hate it so much. I fucking I just hate it. So this is what upsets me about this is, dude was a champion, you know, for a while in the UFC, two hundred five. Great. He's a legend of the sport. Dude's great. He's retired, all this stuff. He never looked the same after losing that belt and everything. And it, it makes me sad that he wants to come out of retirement to box kids because that just makes me think he's hurting for fucking money. And that means that someone wasn't taking care of this man when he had to, when when they should have, you know, because he was on, he was on, uh, I don't know if he's still doing it or not, but he, you know, he was, on, he's on like the UFC, commentary desks. yeah, commentary desks and shit like that. I don't know if he still is. I actually haven't seen him in a minute, so maybe he's not anymore. But that also that that just concerns me that this dude wants to come out of retirement, fuck his brain up even more for a paycheck when he's been retired for too long. You know what I mean? Like it sucks. Like I don't want to see these legends come out of retirement because they want a paycheck. You know what I mean? And that's got to be what it is. Like, what, yeah. what would what would be your reasoning for wanting to box these dudes? Nobody talked shit to Rashad Evans. Nobody called him out. You know what I mean? Like, he's putting his name in the hat because he wants that that money, and I don't Look, like that. I also understand that being a forty year old. So I'm just a fucking nobody, but I'm forty, and I still have that competitive bug in me yeah. for shit. You know, like I always want to go out and compete, uh, even if and, it's bowling. And, even if it's bowling. <laughs> yeah. So I can see these fighters who that's all they grew up with their entire life. And now you're 40 years old and you're like, you know what, man, dude, I, all these motherfuckers making money. I beat the, I'll beat the shit out of Jake Paul, you know, or Logan Paul. And it's like, well, that's not how it works, man. It's got people want to have to see it. Go do jujitsu, man. Go do something that you're not going to get fucking scrambled eggs for, you know? Like That's what I don't get. I don't understand why these old fighters don't go do jujitsu tournaments or know. something like that. Like, well, they're, well, they're I mean, not that's, black they're not going to pay. Fucking jiu-jitsu well, they're not going to yeah. pay as good. Well, they would if they started getting these fucking people in here, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, for me, names. yeah, for me, this is what I don't like. And I agree with you, Trenton. Uh, Jeffrey, I, don't, I didn't hear your point, but I'm it's i think you're on the right track trenton with uh something in reference to money yeah whether in because when you think about it the guy has been the guy lost to freaking dan kelly like that's how you know that is a problem dan kelly is not a good ufc fighter smiling sam alvey right did, did he, he lose, lose to, to Sam Alvey? I think he did. I think he dropped down to 185 and lost to fucking smiling Sam Alvey, too. Oh, well, Sam Alvey fights at 205, so. Well, I think I think it was before he moved up. Oh. I, I um, think. I don't know. Well, I could well, be confusing. But either way, I'm pretty sure they fought before before uh, Rashad Evans retired for good. Well, either way, it just sucks because I don't want to see, like, he's past, he's past, he's way past his prime. But he wants yeah. to. He said he wants to fight Roy Jones Jr. or Logan Paul. Dude, you, they'll both slaughter you. 
I think you could fight Logan Paul. I didn't. No, I don't, I don't. see it. Sorry, I don't. I don't want to see it at all. I'm not but I think you it. could. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to watch that because I don't want to watch a guy that I really like. Like, I didn't, I didn't really like him. I just like I was cheering for Rampage when they fought, but I was cheering okay. for Rashad when he fought John Jones. <laughs> I could tell you that. So, I, I felt bad for that one. So did I because John Jones just absolutely obliterated him well that but i felt bad for rashad because it was like it was like the you know like the freshman got, came in and took everything you out, fucking yeah. had you was he your star you know it was like it was like the fucking mvp freshman came out here and took all your shit from you and i was like yeah. fuck dude i feel bad for that one like that's that's gotta hurt the fucking ego and then he was yeah. never the fucking same after that either so no. and also roy jones all with all due respect to roy jones like I don't want to fucking watch you box neither, homie. Like you got me the first time, dude. You're not yeah. fucking getting me. That's again, because dude. he fought never Mike Tyson. Either. That's because he yeah. fought Mike Tyson. And I'll yeah, never but, not but watch Mike Tyson. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. You know, but like Roy Jones, not fucking shame on you, dude. Trying to fool me twice, man. Well, Logan Paul said that he thinks he would stand a good chance against Mike Tyson too. So yeah, and just I, to, I just to throw that little that really let them me. throw hands. Oh, God. That upsets me, but I think Tyson today would still starch that man. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, me too. Um, that's that size. Like, yeah, you you could fucking fight Floyd, Mike Tyson, knock you fucking out, man. <laughs> I love it. Um, I would watch that probably. So, so I don't I. want to, but I would. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I I just I really hope that Rashad really thinks this through, or I hope that like I would never wish an injury on somebody, but. Oh. At the same time, I kind of hope that like something is a setback for him, and he realizes like, oh yeah, maybe this isn't a good idea. Maybe I just just, just, be just sprain your ankle a little bit. Yeah, we're not asking like a big injury. Just sprain your yeah. ankle and be like, you know what? Fuck that! Not I don't for, need yeah. this. <laughs> I don't need this. Um, <laughs> I don't have. I don't really have anything else. It was just something that uh, got brought up yesterday, and I thought it would be a good talking point. Yeah, I, I um, don't want to see it. I I love Rashad. I think he's a legend of the sport. I think he deserves same. better. So do I. Yeah. I, agree. I think I think get him back on the fucking desk, you know, do something, whatever. Pay that man, give him a raise, do something, keep him out of that fucking ring, dude. No, I don't. Nobody wants to see that. I don't think. Yeah. No. Um, for the next, just sticking with boxing. Last night, Anderson Silva fought Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. and I. Didn't watch the fight. I just was paying attention to updated uh, scoring on uh, just on the internet. Mm-hmm. And these are like, you know, boxing, boxing uh, websites and stuff. And there I'm like seeing like 10, nine Anderson, 10, nine. Ander- I'm like, holy hell. And it was an eight round fight. And Anderson Silva, he won by split decision, but based on what i was seeing on the live updates and stuff i it could have been a unanimous decision or a majority yeah i didn't watch the fight um i honestly barely knew it was happening i think i heard about it from the joe rogan gsp podcast that they did together Mm -hmm. i think it was gsp and joe rogan mentioned it or something and i think i could have swore it was gsp but he was confused he's like oh this isn't good like is he gonna He's supposed to fight 
like he thought it was the older one or whatever, you know, who their Cesar uh, Chavez, not junior senior. Yeah. yeah. And then when they were like junior, he was like, Oh, that's not good. Like, <laughs> you know, this is going to be bad. Like this shouldn't happen. And then, and then to hear that he won. Yeah. Like that's impressive. Anderson's 46, dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And I mean, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. I think is 37 or 38. And he's um, not not that inactive either, right? No. Yeah, so. But I think that was his last fight. I think that was Julio Cesar Chavez Jr.'s last fight. Well, I mean, it should be if you lost to Anderson Silva, the guy that doesn't box. Oh, he boxed before. He boxed professionally. Well, he wasn't to. it kickboxing? No, no, he was like one and one or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, but come on, that was fucking twenty years ago. Yeah, but it's still. <laughs> I mean, it's still something, nonetheless. Yeah. At least you didn't have to worry about him front kicking somebody no. in the face. Yeah. He looked pretty good, dude. From the from the highlights I seen, he was yeah. taunting him and shit, doing I know. fucking doing the that fucking thing, me. like bring it in. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, let's go right here. Bring it to me right here. He didn't yeah. learn his fucking lesson. Now, no, <laughs> uh, I want, but I the reason why I was I was interested in this fight is because uh, Chris Weidman he started his own podcast mm-hmm. and he had Anderson on the podcast and the majority of the time they he just talked to Anderson about like their leg breaks yeah um and that was like you know it was like a forty five minute episode and like probably thirty minutes of it they just talked about. Like, oh, well, what was your thought process? How did you do? What did you do for recovery and all this other stuff? And then uh, then towards the end of it, you know, he's like, so you're getting ready to do this boxing, you know, this boxing match. When is it? like, and then he was like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, on Saturday. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I thought it was way farther out. So I knew that it, I knew that it was, but I was, I just was out and about doing other yeah. stuff. There was a festival going on here in Fairbanks so I was at that last night believe it but, or not we have lives outside of the podcast yeah who would have thought? <laughs> Dude, if we had, if we didn't have lives outside the podcast I'd be putting out three or four a day yeah right. I'm living in a box right now as you can yeah. see yeah. I know progressively your freaking room has gone from like flags and guns and all reloading equipment and now it's just a fucking box with a, a white room with a box in it yeah, that's um, yeah. Uh, in terms of that, I hope Anderson Silva really. I, I really don't want Anderson Silva to like. I mean, he didn't get hurt. He didn't get knocked out. He didn't get knocked down or anything. But I really think hope he, if he continues to do this, that it's like once a year, a year type thing. I don't want him to do this frequently. I'd rather see him do ju- ju- do jujitsu. Yeah, you too. know. To be honest, um, yeah. It's not like he's not a fucking nasty black belt, you know what I mean? Like, just I, I don't, I don't like seeing these guys take any more head trauma than they have to at an old age like this. Even though he did good or whatever, it's it's still just one of those things where like it's unnecessary damage. You guys don't have to take it. You guys are legends. Make money doing something that's less damaging, you know? Yeah. Um, for the overall card so based on our overall picks because i i mean really the last thing that we're gonna discuss is just next week's it's just a quick look at the main event for next week's card and we can later on in the week we can do our picks and this will be the last one that we do there's gonna be 
I mean, we could do another podcast in between, but there really isn't going to be another fight card uh, after this one until the McGregor and Poirier fight. Um, so overall, in terms of our fight picks for the last two fight cards, Jeffrey and I are both 10 and 6. We went 3 and 3 this most recent fight card. Trenton's five and eleven. He went two and four. Yeah, <laughs> I was my, trying to get. Through, I was trying to get through that without laughing, but I could. trying to get trying to get out of this rut here, fellas. I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on this next fight card and, and choose. Start fucking studying, choose boy. instead of choosing with my heart, I'm gonna pick with my brain on these ones. <laughs> yeah, he's like. Uh, at least it's not like Jeffrey. Yeah, his nickname's the your boy. So we're <laughs> <laughs> gonna go with your boy. Hey, I gave a little bit more reasoning, dude. That was just I know, a, I know. That was just a bonus. I, I'm just I'm just giving you shit, dude. Um, so next fight card is a fight night. Surreal Gun versus uh, Alexander Volkov, and also we'll be seeing Ovin St. Pru make his heavyweight debut against Tanner Bozer. So I thought he uh, fought at heavyweight once before this. Didn't you lose to didn't you fight uh, Rothwell or no? Oh, his last fight was against Jamal Hill. Oh, he did fight. Oh shit, no, he did fight uh, Ben Rothwell. He yeah. did, but yeah, he, I remember he him lost. moving up the heavyweight before. Yeah. Okay, so never mind. It's not his debut. Mm-hmm. Good call. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did go back down. Okay. And he lost to Jamal Hill, and he lost to or he lost to Jamal Hill, but he beat Alonzo Minifield. Okay. Um. But I, I'm honestly, I don't. I think Ovin St. Pru is so knockout prone now. Like he, he gets. I think going up to heavyweight is a mistake. I don't think his frame is built for heavyweight. What I'm hoping is that the extra weight that he puts on helps him absorb those shots. But I just don't know if it's too late. Yeah. Like we we're saying, we Jeffrey and I think we talked about it last time. Some of these guys they wait too long. To move, move up, up. And, yeah. and the damage is already done and it's it's just not a good thing you know yeah and then uh surreal gone and alexander volkov surreal gone is coming off him and him and i don't know why it's so frequent in the heavyweight division like everybody's got knockout power in the heavyweight so i understand that but there's so many good fights that should be good like surreal gone and uh jorzinho rosenstrike their last fight, like fucking boring. Derek Lewis versus Francis Ngannou the first time, boring. Like I get it, you're being cautious because everybody can knock everybody out in that division. But my God, man, like I I hope it's not another one. Volkov had a great performance against um, Overeem his last outing. Volkov uh, is rarely in a boring fight. The dude's like I know he's a he's a high pace. Uh, heavyweight, you know, he yeah. puts out a lot of a lot of output. a lot of strikes, yeah. yeah, a lot of strikes and everything. Whether they're the most powerful strikes you've ever seen, probably not. But yeah. you know, they're high volume, so I, I don't think this fight will be super boring unless it's because Gaines trying to wrestle fuck him, basically. You yeah. know, gr- lots of grappling and and trying to keep him because he's getting outstruck. But I don't imagine this one being a boring fight. I don't think. I hope so. What are your thoughts, Jeffrey? Or do you have? Yes, any? no, just same thing, man. I don't, I don't have too much. I, what Trenton said, I think it should be an exciting fight just because he's an exciting fighter. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. in that in that division. So. Even when he loses, like when he lost to Derek Brunson, if Derek Brunson didn't get that, you know, that last shot in and just you know TKO'd him, then he was winning that fight easily for you know almost the full fight, and except for the last thirty seconds. Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis was losing that fight almost. Yeah, yeah you said Brunson. Whole... Sorry. Oh, I meant yeah. to see Derek I knew Lewis. Mean, yeah, yeah. My I, bad. My I, bad. I, I was just yeah. making sure. Yeah, th- you... thanks for the yeah. correction. My bad. I thought I was like, I was like, wait, he like, fought Brunson already? What the I fuck? I like, yeah. It's because I was looking at, I looked at my board and I was reading yeah, yeah, yeah. Brun- Derek Brunson on my board. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, you're good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see what, what they do. I don't think Sirogan can have a, more boring performance than his last one so anything is up from here i guess because i, I mean, can he look, he look good against um dos dos santos dos junior uh, yeah junior dos santos he looked good yeah so um it, it'll be interesting to see that's for sure um i i think that actually concludes the podcast guys i don't i don't really have anything uh, I'm excited for the Andre Philly fight as well. That's your guy. Yeah, yeah, that'll be that'll be a good one. Uh, just to bring it up, I'm not. I'm, we don't have to. Yeah, go well, the whole well, well, just well, another one that I was excited about. Yeah, well, I I go back to work after uh, Tuesday, so it'll probably be we'll probably have to do a later podcast. Uh, okay. On either Thursday or Friday. Sounds uh, good. Just because I have to work. Um, but other than that, guys. Uh, Thanks again for another good podcast. Episode four. We've got four episodes out. If you haven't, yeah, baby. If you haven't Keeping listened, it consistent. Yeah. If you haven't listened to our other ones, make sure to go check those out. If you're watching us on YouTube, please make sure to like the video, um, share it, subscribe to the channel. If you guys are listening to us on podca- uh, podcast or any other type of podcast platform, whether it's all the other ones that I listed before, uh, please make sure to give it a listen, share it with your friends. Um, and then check out our YouTube as well. Uh, do, you any, do you guys have anything to add? In nope. I'm good. Right. Th- thanks for the diehard people yeah. that are listening already. Thank you guys. Yeah. yeah. And uh, happy Father's Day again to everybody. And you guys have a good uh, rest of your weekend. Thank later, you boys. very much. All right. Later. Talk to you guys later.